Welcome back to Open Graves. Welcome back. I'm Vesta Vingloria. I'm Heather Noel. And we are together apart on Zoom today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, through the internet. Yeah, Heather's got some really nice, you know, bedroomy mood lighting. It's it's adorable. Coming to my boudoir. It's very Bordello-esque. I love it. (laughs) I am back at home for the first time in 12 days because my household got COVID. How are they doing? Are they? They're they're good, but they're all recovering at different rates. So I'm still kind of keeping my distance, but they're, they're mending. It's actually two of their first time. They made it to 2023. Oh, Oh, good. You know, (laughs) I mean, I say good, but I'm like, that's not good, but it's like, I don't know. Part of me wonders if you, is it worse if you get it later? I, I think it's only better because they've had so many vaccines, whereas oh, before, okay. maybe not so much. So, yeah. But, you know, they got a two-year-old and they are dirty. So, yeah. Did the, the two-year-old get it? Yeah, they think he was patient zero. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> and they're all like up in his business and I'm not really. So I think yeah. that's why I got out unscathed. Yeah. Well, here's hoping. Yeah. So, hey, listeners, COVID's still real. Yep. Still around. Mm-hmm. So does it feel weird to be home? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm kind of a nomad. You know me. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Nesting. Getting yes. back to normal. Whatever that means. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, I spent yeah. the day, this is day three of the summer. I was in the ocean, which is very. I love that for you. This is, a, this is late. This is late in the summer for me to be mermaiding. Um, it's been so freaking cold, but yeah. I recently got a wetsuit and that's my excuse is now I can be warm-ish in the water. So it felt I'm great. surprised it took you this long to get a wetsuit. It was, it's still cold. It's like 62 degrees. Oh yeah. yeah. So, but you know, the wetsuit really helps anyway. So that's been, that's been my latest thing. So we'll see if I carry that's on the awesome. ocean streak. I was in a pool a few days this week. This is our summer goth lives. <laughs> Jealous. I know. You, you live in a pool. <laughs> How, is his heated or is it? It is. Yeah. Oh, that must be nice. I know. It's pretty. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool setup. I loved your vasectomy. If if Tom oh was there, he could have chimed in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do I need to explain that to the listeners? I probably okay. should. <laughs> I made a very silly Facebook post based on we had a bunch of friends over on Sunday after brunch, real fucking wholesome pool goth hangs. And four of the, the guys realized they all had vasectomies and they started like choosing each other and high-fiving. And Sam was like, we're vasectomates. And it was <laughs> like very silly and very wholesome in the sense that like, if more men felt that way, a lot of our lives would be easier. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. They're also supportive of each other, and I'm supportive too. Yeah, we all are. I cheers. Yeah, uh, I'm pro vasectomy podcast. Yeah, the topic came up organically. These things fucking come up like they. Just, you know why? It's because Dan loves talking about his vasectomy. So then everyone oh, okay. just starts talking about it. Okay. Gotcha. Well, yeah. Show that shit off. Show the scars off. Yeah, I'll be proud. And then three of them have had laser hair removal. And so have I. So then I got to like chime in and be one of the pros. Too. <laughs> oh, man. So where did the I guys know. get it? Do I want to know? Is it like their backs, chests, or down there? 
I thought you meant the vasectomy. I'm like, I think there's really just one place. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Harry, um, like, where do guys hair? Uh, well, one of one of them, whom I, you probably know who I'm talking about, did full everything, full body. Yes. Um, and I think the other guys just did the crotchal region. Okay. Maybe chest. Yeah, I just, I just did the crotch region. Everything else I handled normally in the shower. How often do you have to get it touched up? I did it 10 years ago. Oh, and it's done. Yeah, it's, it's like a it's a little bit of like shower touch up once in a while. But like, oh, okay. see, see, it does come in conversation, Heather. We are talking right. about pubic hair okay, on the we're podcast. We're listeners along for the ride. I know. This is not the plan to talk about this today, but I'm on board. Shave it, shave it, shave it, shave it. <laughs> <laughs> Parentheses, you don't have to shave it. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, that's fun. Is everybody, I mean, I don't know. Were these goths? These were goths in the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our Sunday goth crew. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I, I mean, it, there should be a pool goth. I mean, there's a beach goth. There's got to be a Well, Black I think we food. were it. <laughs> cool. Um, I know, you should have been there. I wanted to. I was there in spirit. Well, cool. I mean, so, I don't know. We, we're going to get into some stuff today. Some stuff, yeah. This is a large preamble. Um, so I wanted to come back because when we did our little Adam's Family or Slash Wednesday ramble... I put it up as part one because I know that I have so many things to say about the Adams family, but then we just kind of let it go. Um, so I kind of wanted to come back and talk about my Adamses. Um, yeah. Which, by the way, <laughs> let me tell you about my Fourth of July, which was very uneventful. Yeah. I discovered that there is a streaming channel that is just the Adams family, the 1960s show. Oh wow! Which, where, is, where is it? Which one? On Pluto. Pluto okay well that's worth like investment fucking I don't know we just like it happened to pop up it's very weird like which unfortunately means it has like very annoying ads okay um which we're all spoiled by not having anymore but it's so I didn't know these things existed but it's like clearly it's like a channel like a an emulated television channel as in like you can't pause or select an episode or whatever it's just screaming by itself doing its thing okay um just back to back 1960s Adam's families. Oh, I love it. Um, I know, and it's so funny because it reminded me of it must exist because of like people of like our generation trying to wean their families off of television. I think you think and being confused by streaming, and this is just just emulates television. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah, I only working theory. You can't I? I like that theory. Were you so? Have you seen every single one of them? Yeah, it's been a long time, but I do, it's only three seasons, and I do have them on DVD, but I can't really play DVDs anymore, so it's been a while. Okay, gotcha. But I have seen them. They're not all, like, fresh, so it's been fun, and, like, Kelly hadn't really seen them before, so that was, like, most of our 4th of July. How cute! Marathon! Yeah, so it's been extra, like, fresh in my brain, because I have a lot of feelings. Okay, that sounds fun. As a yawn. Wait, why is oh, my that sounds exciting? No, no, no. What did I do? Oh, I just uh went to a friend's Fourth of July uh potluck nice. thing uh in the evening and it was like World War Four. Uh yeah, was, oh my god. East LA East LA. Yeah. We actually walked to the neighborhood thinking that like we walked a couple neighborhoods in front of in front of my friends because we thought there must be a professional fireworks show happening because it looked too perfect 
And we realized, no, it's just the neighborhood. They're just, yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares. It's just all hell broke, broke loose, like never ending. Like yeah. how much money do these people spend on <laughs> fireworks? I, and then the air quality went real to shit because of all yeah. of those smokes. Um, so I had a cough all week, which of course I meant I was worried I had COVID from my house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had the same. I had a very real bad timing, similar reaction. I like woke up thinking I was almost over whatever the crud I had was, and it was back. But then I realized because my eyes were red that it must have been from all the crap in the war zone yeah basically like you know walking a marathon in the war zone so that's got to be healthy for our bodies yeah that was my birthday yeah other than that i tried to go swimming in the water and yeah it was the waves were too crazy that's all i have that's what my life is these days vesta (laughs) (laughs) just a series of oceans and explosions yes yeah fire and water um yeah well cool well so what so i know we've there you go the the wednesday aspect of it and we've gotten to some of the adams family values era um talk about um the adams family but like i don't know the seminal show i don't know you, you yeah. saw it when you were a little kid with your parents um and then did you change i you know i actually didn't really get into it until a little later so i was oh, so okay I had a weird, like, I, you know, obviously saw the 90s movies and was obsessed with them and still am. But when I was like that age, I somehow got to the Munsters first and didn't find the Adams TV show until a little bit later. Okay. Um, I don't know why that was, but um, I do think it's superior to the Munsters. I agree. I agree. I, I like the Munsters. Yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy them too. Nothing wrong with a Munster, but. Yeah. It was a little but, yeah. slapstick. <laughs> But I guess, um, I guess the original had some slaps yeah. as well, but I don't know. It seemed hokier. It is very silly. Yeah. Yeah. I guess one thing that I was really observing about how I was, have been ranting about the Netflix Wednesday television show is that I think a really beautiful thing about how the sort of lore and like original Adam's characters are really organic and like able to change because of course like I really do associate like the the pinnacle Adams with you know 1991 but that was just as different from an original piece as anything since then has been too so I actually think that's a really great precedent so like even people like me who are saying like well I didn't really say this I don't believe this I don't believe anyone should talk like this but the sort of that ethos of like that ruined my childhood um (laughs) just because it's different or maybe not even as good, but it's just, you know, because it's not the thing that you expected. Mm. Um, I think the 90s films had a a really unique way of actually improving a thing that was already like a really great piece of art, pop art, if you will. I mean, just like they changed a lot of like, they reversed the ages of Wednesday and Pugsley. They made Fester and Gomez brothers. Like that was not the case. and I guess just because it felt like it would be more dynamic in terms of how those interactions are. So I guess my only point is like source material is source material. Hmm. Do what you want with it. So even when I'm saying like, oh, it feels like fan fiction, it's like, well, maybe everything is going to feel a little bit like fan fiction. Maybe that's okay. Yeah, it's, it's there's going to be a reaction to it because it's not 
it's hard to replicate the first time of, you know, experiencing something and, you know, or, or change it. Like I was thinking about that today while swimming it was like, <laughs> no, I was thinking about this in relation. I mean, we don't have to switch to the different topic, but the subject came up because yeah. I was thinking about how people bitch and moan about goth clubs were so much better. Like, blah, blah, blah. And you know, <laughs> yeah. back when I went for first went to Bar Sinister, whatever like the thing was, everybody, you know, and then you think about the impermanence of everything and that it's changing from second to second. And therefore, once you appreciate something, it's already gone. And so you're forced to kind of change with it or adapt. Um, I think it could be, you know, applied to this. It's like, it's all, it's all, we're all moving through, you know, various time pieces or whatever you want to call it uh at a zillion million miles an hour um it's gonna change our perspective with it we're gonna be different people when we're viewing it it's yeah it, yeah yeah i mean look at like a a franchise like star wars for instance like that i think also has a similar like oh yeah intense or way, way more intense obviously than what i'm <laughs> talking about but if you look at like you know the 1970s films and like then look at what it's become now with like so the quantity of star wars related offshoots like i literally don't even i can't even engage in that conversation i'm not qualified right same <laughs> yeah and yeah and the veracity of the fans and who you know that you change one little thing and you know or the fact that we've it's been modernized you know like yeah. and, and quote-unquote woke or whatever people want to call like you know people are just so like their heels dig in about well the original and the ethos it's like come on guys like yeah move with time and it's kind of yeah trying to reframe it the same way when we view you know the trilogy of the adams family if you will i'm, I'm actually very curious if people who had been of the generation who grew up with the television show when the 90s films came out if anybody was like well that's not right um because I never hear about that but I'm sure it happened mm. or was it actually done that well that like it was such an homage that people didn't get upset yeah I don't know that's an open-ended I, question I'm only looking I can look at my parents and my parents were around for both and yeah same actually and they yeah they really enjoyed the the 91 version um, yeah same got a kick out of it yeah i know and so it was just kind of it was also one of those movies that we put on too as a family and watch because yeah everybody enjoyed it that's so lovely yeah i did get a great anecdote oh my god uh i think i i got this like right after we did the last pod about it unless it's on there and i forgot but um so my one of my best friends works for angelica houston oh. um it's been like his little side hustle for many many years and he's not introduced me to her, which is, you know, I, I will die mad about it if that doesn't change. <laughs> but <laughs> he said he did get to talk to her about her opinion about Wednesday. Oh. So, like, I feel, like, so privileged to have heard. She's like, yeah, I thought I thought it would, you know, it, it held up, had some some good casting. But, but Catherine Zeta-Jones just didn't seem to understand the joy of playing Morticia. Right. Yes. Yeah. Joy. I felt real validated that that's how Angelica Houston felt. <laughs> yeah. She's, she was very proud of, I mean, you could tell like the character was very proud of her, her strangeness 
and you know the unique relationship she had with her husband and the family and understanding everybody yeah. yeah and it was really nice to hear that angelica still has such a positive connection to that role and really found joy in it and that's why it comes through so well i guess and it's an interesting little tea to spill i know and it's like maybe it's from my generation or vantage point of of viewing you know the the tenure of angelica houston but isn't that her most notable role i think it is yeah okay i mean it's but, the most iconic. But i don't know if i'm biased so <laughs> i mean other than uh her real life role of dating jack nicholson <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but you know, which she should win an Oscar for. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but like just iconic, like, yeah, absolutely. Like the character that like lives on with her, you know? Yeah. I know she was known for other things as well, but. Oh yeah, she's had a huge, huge career, but I'm definitely biased in thinking that that's her her greatest. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I instantly think of when I think of her, but. But I was also thinking about your story about when you were in it. Was it Spain or Italy? Uh, Italy. Italy. When everyone on the train thought of you as Morticia, which I think is because of your hair, but you were thinking it's because you're American. I think it's the combination. That is so funny. Like that you, you were the first to point it out. I never, <laughs> it didn't even cross my mind. I was like, oh, they, they must just, that's all they, maybe that's the only channel they get from the United States <laughs> that plays the Adams. I mean, that's pretty plausible. Back it then. is yeah I just also think it's it's you but I was thinking about uh, because you thought of it that way how this is like a whole other topic that I'm just gonna like touch on and probably not gonna get to full ass dissertation levels right now oh. um because my brain's not there the way in which their like their story structure I think really relies on their Americanness in a way that I hadn't really considered until more recently in the sense that their wealth is sort of this part that I think we we as fans like to sort of gloss over mm. and how like their sort of isolation and eccentricity is related to wealth and capitalism. Mm. Um, I actually was talking about this with Kelly when we were watching on 4th of July mm. <laughs> and he was like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because God, I mean, sort of their their wealth allowing them to be separate and like autonomous and sort of not have to react to the judgment of mainstream society. It wouldn't be possible if they're like relying on others for employment or, you know, struggling. I mean, I guess we do see that in the 90s films that is sort of made apparent when, you know, they have to move out of the motel room and they're having to deal with entering the workforce and it's not going great. Um so there was like an acknowledgement of like that they really rely on their wealth for their well-being, which I think is more of a bummer than we like to talk about. There's just a lot there, is all yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> That's an interesting point. Uh, in the the Adams Family Bible, what is the reason for their wealth? So my understanding is that it's like old money from Spain, but it's kind of a mystery. Like, I don't think it's really meant to be talked about like they have so many like sort of mysterious lore things where it's like if it was like oh he's just an oil tycoon or something it wouldn't be that interesting mm. um but there is like they, they do allude to like oil and stock market and like gomez has his like stock market obsession and shit oh, um, right and the train yeah the train yeah 
Yeah, and in the television show, he's always doing a lot of stock market trading. Okay. Um, but I, but I think that it is kind of impl- implied that they're they're starting with a baseline of old money, and it's like so many of their plots, including both of the you know Adam Sandler and Adam Sandler values plots are like, oh, someone's trying to get Fester's money. Like that's the whole plot line. Um, it's also the least interesting thing that's happening. It's just like a sort of vehicle for right. you know the more eccentric stuff to to then take place. But a lot of the little kind of throwaway week to week plots on the show are like, you know, shady, like business snake guys trying to swindle the family or someone trying to con them or rob them. And, but they're so naive about their money. Yeah. And also so naive about how scary they are, that that is what always wins out. So it's like, it's very interesting that like, it's also their sort of wealth, but non-abuse of power. Mm. Um, allows them to come out fine in the end. Interesting. That was like a big one for me. I've been I've been dealing with the Adam Sandler and capitalism recently. That's interesting. I mean, what do you think? Does the naive naivety irritate you, or are you more charmed by it? No, I think it's actually kind of a, a genuineness because they're not social climbers. Their their otherness is so so innocent. Yeah, I mean, they're kind of not necessarily sheltered but separated from everybody that yeah prevents that sort of you know suspicious like look out for the social climber who's you know right yeah they are deeply trusting of others when they when they shouldn't be like Um, i love the the woman that ends up marrying cousin it like i love margaret (laughs) i love like and she came in to like be a bad person and she ended up being one of them and Yes, she got changed by the Adam's way of life. That's right. So, well, we were talking about capitalism. We were, and then our Zoom ended. So during this, full disclosure, we just had to take a little break. And during said break, I started going down a little hole. I just watched the intro to um, the 1998 Adam's Family Reunion movie Mm -hmm. that everyone loves to forget about, including myself. I've forgotten about that. Yeah, so it's another weird example of like, it should be really good, and it is not, because guess who the fuck plays Gomez? Oh no, who? Tim Curry. Whoa! Yeah. I th- I don't even think I knew about this. I didn't realize there it's was- It's like one. this weird secret. Yeah, it's Tim Curry and Daryl Hannah. Um, Daryl Hannah? Yeah, so by all means, should be great. Um, I think I've only seen it once, because like a friend had- a VHS. <laughs> oh, it's like impossible to find. I just it just occurred to me to look it up, and it's not streaming anywhere. I just watched like a little clip on YouTube. Uh, it is very silly in a way that is not working. Yeah. So it's supposed yeah. to be continued after the Adams Family Values. You know, I'm not even sure. I don't remember what the actual plot is. The kids oh. look like they're supposed to be about the same age. I think it's just, you know, I mean, that's how the Adams always is. Like they're age wise, they're all timeless, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know. But like fucking, if anyone should be able to pull off Gomez, also Tim Curry sounds like a great, great call. Exactly. <laughs> but no, it's the, it's the sequel that time forgot. But no, for a reason. That sucks. Yeah. Bad. I'm going to have to see this now. I know. Well, if you can find it, we should definitely watch it because it seems yeah. to be hard to uncover. It must be a yeah, reason why it's in the deep dark. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's interesting. 
that like okay. we were talking about the casting of Wednesday that like it should be great and it just wasn't for like not the actors faults maybe or a direction writing we don't really know it's just an amalgamation of everything and then I was reminded of the musical wait there was a musical yes and I saw it on Broadway oh shit I did not see it oh boy oh it was real bad how long ago God, that was probably, it was over 10 years ago, but somewhere around there, like I was in my 20s. And it was, again, really focused on Wednesday being a little bit older, like she had kind of gone off to college or whatever, and was coming home with a normal boyfriend. And that was like the whole plot. Oh, geez. And Gomez and Morticia were um, Nathan Lane and B.B. Newworth. Oh, that would have been great. would be great. Like, that sounds great. Yeah. No. Oh, it was, it was real upsetting oh that sucks yeah that's why i won't go see beetlejuice i'm kind of like i don't want to see beetlejuice yeah i'm i'm not clamoring to do so either i mean i'm curious but wait i'll wait till the movie comes out (laughs) yeah yeah the whole musical thing didn't didn't work um and i was very upset like at the time and i was also very self-conscious about seeming like that kind of person who's like any change is bad change you ruined my childhood type of shit and it's um, I saw it with my parents and we all, we all felt that way. It was just very like, really mm, no substance. I can't see any chemistry with BB Newworth and Nathan Lane though. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think that they had it. No sexual tension per se. Yeah. yeah I was I on the break. Like I was having a flashback of why Wednesday, the character Wednesday always kind of like bumped me and it comes down to this. It's the hair. Because I had to wear my hair like that as a kid. And the, oh. the braids always bugged me. And yeah. And so like, I would always be like, can she just let her hair down? <laughs> like every time I, you know, watching her in the show and the movie and the series, it's like, just let her hair down. Anyway. And the That's rest- so interesting. That really means <laughs> you did evolve from a Wednesday to a Morticia. You have, you lived the whole trajectory. <laughs> there we go oh I still, yeah. I still braid my the, the thing is I still braid my hair like that at night <laughs> you know I, I used to do that too when I wore my hair wavy I would just sleep with yeah. it in two braids yeah it did the trick it does the trick I just want to keep it from making a hump clump while I sleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> the rat queen of hair yeah easily done but that's so what you're saying is transition from Wednesday to Morticia almost every day <laughs> yeah Wow, I'm learning things about you right now. I've never seen the braids. <laughs> and thing, Vesta. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because remember we were talking about like your burlesque character and I pictured you being both. I pictured you like being half Morticia and half um, Gomez. Oh, I think that's that. a great concept. Yeah. I think someone should definitely do that. Halloween costume that'd be that'd be interesting. That'd be really good. <laughs> Maybe that is my next. Uh, oh, that's ambitious. I don't know. That is ambitious. <laughs> even just as a costume, even without the burlesque part of it, like that's a that's a undertaking, so to speak. <laughs> so capitalism. Are we? Uh... Yeah, it was a real light subject that I tried to just off the cuff go into. <laughs> I don't necessarily see them as as the kind of like blue blood like you know completely clueless 
to the No, rest- they're not. Yeah. <sighs> like part of what makes them so othered, you know, and I I wonder how much of this was just um 1960s humor. Um, how, you know, it was kind of just based on like, oh, that thing over there is different. Um, that's the whole joke. A lot of what makes them eccentric is actually just that they're worldly. So many of their their like their their foods and their interests. Like there was a an episode where like Gomez had had joined a Zen yogi society and was like doing weird yoga poses on the living room floor. And like that's the whole joke. It's just that he's into yoga. Yeah. Um or that like she'll make a souffle of yak, which is like a pretty normal like Himalayan dish. Mm. Um and then they'll be like just juxtaposed with like an eye of newt thing, which obviously is a witchy thing. So there's this sort of this lack of understanding of anything that's not traditionally white American and that becomes a big part of their identity which I'm sure to some extent is very much on purpose like they are people of the world so mm-hmm. it works on one level in that sense that they're, they're more open than the average human American and on to, to those who don't understand that or aren't interested in that that's just the joke is that it's different and that's the end of story mm-hmm. and so there's something I think about the both exploration of the world and self-sustainability that a certain kind of American wealth allows for. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I know what I'm trying to say. I don't know if it came out right. <laughs> no, I I, I kind of get it. It's, yeah, like, I also in, enjoyed the whole concept of, you know, taking in Mama. Like, I, you know, that yes. didn't seem that blue-blooded or aristocratic I don't think that that wouldn't be part of it like that to me spoke a little bit more about who Morticia's family was and you know the fact that you know usually there's the old oh the mother-in-law and the husband or get each that's other. true they never lean into the mother-in-law trope that's really important yeah and then you kind of um, like and it's a like mama seems kind of a little bit feral <laughs> so, oh mama is totally feral but i think that that uh, kind of also speaks to the the old world and like yeah. the sort of stereotype of like the old world you know grandmother mother matriarch yeah but they're but they're super down for it and and yes them being a multi-generational household and fester living with them as well yeah they're they're not stuck in that sort of that white suburban idealism of the nuclear family mm-hmm. the family Family is an, an inclusive nebulous thing. Yeah. No, it's, it's a plus like you have just, you know, the layout of the house is like you you want to know how far it goes down. Like the whole, you know, multi-moat, multi-layer moat yep. in the basement. Where where's it going? Like there's gotta be like other places, other stops along the way. I love that like it just sort of it's left to your imagination. Oh yeah, there's a full ass like underground gondola system, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the the escape route trap shoot thing. Yep. <laughs> all all just just all the lore and fantasy, you know, rolled into one. But no, it's it's interesting that whole you know self sustainability thing. It's like would we all turn into Adamses if we were wealthy? <laughs> I sure would. <laughs> I think my household kind of wants to. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Our running joke being that we were uh, all Rocky people. Is it, you know, when Brad and Janet walk in to the house and he goes, 
Must be some kind of hunting lodge for rich weirdos. <laughs> um, so we want to be able to have a hunting lodge for rich weirdos, which is well, kind of what the Adams have. Yeah. Along with Frank Furter. Yep. Achieved. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have to be rich to be a weirdo, but it makes it a lot easier. <sighs> totally. <laughs> and that ballroom. Gosh. I want a ballroom. Just to have a ballroom once a year. Yeah. <laughs> so uh we might though because we might have an adams party in october Woo-hoo, that's right nice transition <laughs> and thank you <laughs> yeah so we're back as obelisk Come yeah up. we're coming back from our little hiatus to do obelisk at risky business because uh people seem to really give a shit about it and that warmed our dark little hearts warm the cockles yeah. yeah, sometimes you're in the mood for a more intimate, smaller vibe and, you know, house party vibe. Yeah, um, and like, you know, I fucking, I never have a problem with a bar that plays good music and you can kind of dance, but it's not necessarily a dance club. Like, I'm fine with that. Everyone has different tastes. Totally. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just happy to play music and do it with people I like. I know it's been a really like awesome supportive journey yeah Um, but yeah we're already thinking about October because as we do you know skip over to two upcoming months to like think about the one that's like the bigger the bigger deal in our community and I just realized I was surprised how few like actual Adam's theme parties there are because even like Wednesday is it's just a goth club I'm glad it exists. It doesn't need to be an Adams party every week. That would be weird. Yeah. It'd be too much. <laughs> yeah. It's in the name. But I think it'll be a really great <laughs> theme party. Yeah. So come on out. Um, dress as a character if you are so inspired. I believe uh, we will. And um, oh yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I heard a rumor, Vesta, that there might be some uh, burlesque happening. Well, let's table that for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we'll definitely, you know, lean into the vibe. Maybe we'll have a contest or if we want, um, whoever, if anyone shows up dressed like a character. Yeah. The night of the mamushka. Mamushka! Let's all, (laughs) yes, dance and lean over pool tables. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, yeah, so we're back with Obelisk this, uh, well, this Thursday. I don't know if this will be out before then. So, hey, if we're time traveling, we just had our last Obelisk. <laughs> exactly. And there's going to be another one in September. And wait, I skipped a month. August. August. Yeah, we're doing it. We're back to monthly. We're doing it. Second Thursday of every month. Yeah. Um, one out. Great parking lot. <laughs> That's so Los Angeles. Just like, I hey, know. I'm out for the parking lot lovely bar there's absinthe there's all kinds of fun stuff there's even non-alcoholic kombucha yeah i think uh there's also a blending of poetry and music oh yeah so as we've been talking about since the beginning the inception of this podcast that we both you know we're both poets we both used to do more public reading literary events um I mean, I still have the poetry bottle, but that's a very much its own thing. Um, yeah, so uh, AJ at North End offered us a poetry night, which will be starting in August. And it will be a multifaceted 
couple hours of like curated poetry and then Heather will be DJing. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, that would be so much fun. All right, cool. Yeah. So we'll discuss the format later, but yeah. Poetry a la wild words coming back. Yeah. So that should allegedly be August 26th. We're just plugging our shit right now. Let's hope that's fine with you guys. <laughs> Here with us. Yeah. And it's right in the heart of Hollywood. Yeah. It's got a, it's got its own designated little dance room. There's a chill patty on the back with a fireplace. It's cozy. Yeah. Come on out, support your local artists and goths. And um, there was one other thing we were going to talk about. Um, oh yeah we'll bring it full circle to the beginning of this recording uh we're having a beach party oh yeah <laughs> yes that whole summer goth thing is really happening um but yeah the obelisk obelisk crew is throwing a beach party for ten embrace birthday Woo-hoo! come on out it's a yeah that's open invitation august is it the 19th saturday the 19th saturday the 19th at will rogers state park yeah I think so. <laughs> That's where we've we've had beach parties, like not obelisk, obviously, but the general crew has done this in the past, and yeah. they always go really well. It's it's really a lot of work to herd goths out into the daylight, yes. so you can really only do it once a year. Heather does it for herself, like weekly, but I can really only do it once a year. <laughs> oh, I don't stay long. I'm not a sunbather by any means. I have I need yeah, you're a water bather. Need an activity, but for this event, don't worry. We will have like easy apps and shade and you know things like that. Um, it's not just going to be you know melting in the sun. Um, but yeah, yeah come, with that. come see me uh, in my wetsuit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a nice juxtaposition of like you know the goth aesthetic on a beach, and you know the natives find yeah. it interesting as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and i believe oh, that we're gonna be playing music as well i think we're gonna have music going um throughout so yeah curated by obelisk um is there anything else coming up well oh. i'll be go-go dancing at dial on friday but this might not be out by then yeah come see vesta in action but i know it's going to be in hindsight yeah um, you haven't now? seen me in action are you a regular now or are you is it just whenever is good yeah, I've done it once before. So I think they're just kind of like rotate people through. So I'm I'm in the rotation. I love it. Cool. Yeah. I'm fl- I'm not like back to my full <laughs> full ruin days. And I don't know that that's really the level that I want for myself anymore. But I'm very happy to do it once in a while. It's nice to remember that I still can do that. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. And what a sight to see. This is like why I went to the gym today. I'm like real. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I Get am not ready. in the same shape. Here it comes. I went to the gym and then I ate Del Taco, though. So it's a balance. You know, yeah. Moderation. Sure. Um, <laughs> well, cool. So we have fun stuff coming up. Join us, please. Yeah. So I guess I think that honestly, the way that my brain is, <laughs> I'm probably just going to come in every once in a while with like, a, hey, I want to talk about this one thing about the Adams family, <laughs> like every few episodes. That's, and, hey, why not? I mean, what? yeah, it seemed like you. <laughs> Went down an interesting hole the other night with Kelly about capitalism. So very patriotic. He Um, is a very good sport with me in my ranting. (laughs) (laughs) 
yeah no i'm I'm sure and you know what we're probably going to get another movie at some point i would assume oh it just goes on forever which i think is an important thing to to realize is that it's like oh it's not like oh they did another one it's this is a, a part of like cinematic culture now and that's actually the cartoon one that came out recently that was just called adam's family 2 was surprisingly good oh okay i have i have not seen them okay it's um Charlize Theron and Oscar Isaac. Okay. Um, but it's it's animated. The animation is kind of like not I don't love the style, but the acting and writing is actually really good. So like I was kind of able to look past like that it wasn't my favorite aesthetic, but it was like pretty well done. I had to watch it for work back when I worked at Universal and I was like ready to be really mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so they were able to like keep it fresh with new stories and new predicaments and yeah, it's been a while since I've seen it now, so I can't remember what the exact... Okay. It was. It had a very kind of Edward Scissorhands-esque type plot, I think. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like a retelling of the old story? No. Okay, good. No, it was It was another one of like, oh, the, the kids are like in a new town or whatever. Uh, I could be misremembering the exact... Again, it's never really about the plot, so yeah. it, it, was, it was well done. Okay, cool. As far as... Yeah, that's, that's my rundown of all, all the fucking Adam's families like it two steps up no um <laughs> all right on that note well we'll see you guys next week we have a guest um coming up and um yeah, yeah so i'll it, i won't be in my boudoir but um <laughs> or maybe i will i don't know it depends maybe on you will <laughs> but thanks for listening all right good night